Welcome back to episode 289 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. This is Grizz. Let's hit that intro. back this week with a very special uh i guess it's more of an anthology film because a non-connected anthology film i gotta keep a non-connected yeah, yeah i like the way you put uh, that that's a, good a connection of short films what's up jane doe what's up brendan timmons um we're, we're here with fucking cutting moments um yes we're trying Late to 90s get, we're, my we're favorite time period for these movies, dude. Yeah, we're debating on the year because, like, Cutting Moments, the short, is 1996. It might be in 1997, maybe. Um, but my tape says 1998. Grizz, I guarantee you your tape says, like, 2001 or something like yeah. that. Um, very, very interesting. I'm very excited to cover this. I have an interesting story of how I first saw this. Um, but Grizz, man... I was just talking to you before we got started and I was just saying that my shoulder really did get messed up. I had to go see a fucking doctor. I got an x-ray and all that shit. Um, it was not panic, fake. You were panic faking attacks. it. Yeah, panic attacks. Uh, thinking I'm I'm going to need surgery. I'm going to need to do all this. I felt like I was getting flashbacks to when I fucked my neck up where it's like, well, worst case scenario. That's definitely what's going to happen. <laughs> of course. You're like. I'll never fucking pitch in the major leagues now. It's That's over. It. Yeah. You know what's funny? Like everyone. So I played baseball for a very long time. I played like um like high level travel baseball and all that. Played for school, whatever. And um I was always like the weird kid. So like I never really had friends that like were on the team and like it, it was it wasn't fun after a while and all that stuff. So like now I didn't play in college or whatever. So now it's like an adult they have like adult baseball leagues, like how I played adult hockey and everything. And I was always like, you know, like I really would like to kind of get back into it. And, uh, you know what? I am going to put that one on the shelf for good. Uh, my career is done. Adult softball league. I did play softball for a while. I was fine. I didn't hurt myself at all, but that was probably in like my mid to late twenties. Uh, I'm now in my, uh, mid thirties and I think I'm done throwing shit. Uh, period. You know, I think uh, I think you should stick with the Magic the Gathering cards, dude. I think that's a, a safer yeah. bet for you well, right now. You know, it's, live that uh, childhood. Well, you know, it's really funny. Like I played hockey, and I never got like besides like getting my tooth cracked once and like getting my eyeball almost gouged out and everything. Like I never got seriously injured. Like never for whatever reason. Like I never got really fucked up, and uh, for whatever it is, just like baseball is the bane of my existence. I guess. No dodgeball, no football for me. Uh, I think I got a. I was uh, I was too aggressive as a child for um, a lot of like organized sports. Mm. Uh, many, I, on more than one occasion, my father would have to, uh, you know, restrain me from attacking oh, another nice. child. <laughs> nice, nice, dude. I remember one time, and like it was like summer soccer league. I was probably like. 16 or 17. Wow. 16 or 17. Mr. Grizz was playing soccer. Oh my God. I cannot picture that. I can't picture that. Um, And like, dude, this motherfucker from a town next to me, they were like the, the rivals too, man. He, he like, I was playing defense. He got me in the knees from behind. It took me down and I was, I was pissed, dude. And I punched this kid square in the fucking nose. (laughs) He went down crying, dude. And my dad like immediately there. 
ran out, grabbed me. He's like, dude, get, let's get the fuck out of here. He's like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Bring it to the safe house. <laughs> Yeah, that's really dude i remember like kids were ruthless back then like you know you see shit when you go to baseball games like professional baseball games they used to throw batteries at people and do all fucked up shit um as a kid they weren't quite like throwing batteries at you but the town that i grew up in was kind of known as like a white trash area um (laughs) and the town next to us was kind of known as like like you had money if you live there it's like one of those deals so we would go and like we would go play them at their field and the people would have white trash bags and they would like Oof. wave them. We would laugh because it was yeah, like, yeah, we're going to beat your ass here. And then like, we'll, we'll come back later. It's fucking Friday. Like, we're coming. We all got school tomorrow. <laughs> when you grow up in like real New York and there's nothing but like other schools that have like 60 kids per class like your school does everybody's white trash. dude. So they really couldn't hey, pull that shit. You out. know, like, it is what it is. We had know, a lot. There was a lot. Life. There was a lot of people in my school. Like in my in my town alone, there was three high schools. So like there was a lot of people. God damn, dude. Crazy, man. But uh, so I did see this movie um, a little bit later in my life. I would say uh, I would I think I was still in college possibly. Uh, but I was with a band and this is we're talking about cutting moments. I was with my band. We were recording at a friend's studio and um, Daryl Palumbo from Glassjaw was of course also yes. in that studio and he apparently had like a vhs collection or whatever he collected movies or whatnot and he's like hey you ever see this movie called cutting moments no like we're all like no never never saw it never i wasn't aware of it and uh, he's like all right wait, wait, wait like we're gonna we're gonna watch it so like next time we show up you know we got it queued up and like all we watched from this movie was the final short cutting moments and I was just like, holy shit. Oh, so you just watched the last sequence. You didn't well, see the whole. Well, so then I was like, oh, like, that's interesting. So like, of course, I, you're like, where can I watch the whole thing? Because you look it up and you see, I have the tape here. This is an EI independent cinema VHS uh, copy. And um, I was like, okay, like, well, what the fuck else is on this tape? Is it only fucking 30 minutes long or, or 20 minutes long, whatever? And nope, there are other shorts that are just as fucking weird. Um, weird, for sure. Like, very weird. We have our, uh, I'll just name them before we get into it. We have our first short, Crack Dog, uh, about a dog <laughs> who smokes crack. Uh, Don't Nag Me, about, a, of course, a guy who ends up disposing of his wife. And she, come back, uh, she comes back to haunt him. And, it, you know, tales... Right tells all this time when it comes to yeah. anthology films right like the the spouse or whatnot comes back Great uh, short setup, dude. yeah um bowl of oatmeal that's a very interesting one that's a very short uh a very short short i guess you could say principles of karma absolutely loved uh that one but that's about a um Basically, I guess they're supposed to be high school kids that get uh, kids. Yeah, they get these like SLC punk looking kids that get, uh, I guess, introduced to an, a, a wild group in their town. Um, that's, that's so a- funny to me that you got introduced to this movie that way. It's, it's so ironic. Dude. It's- another another fucking probably shocking Grizz fucking thing is I'm a huge fucking Glassjaw fan. Oh yeah, there you go, man. I fucking it's so funny. People are like, oh, you fucking you must like Deftones. Like, no, I fucking hate Deftones. But I fucking love Glassjaw. Like, there's a there's a fucking big difference for me. That's so, so funny. See, man, I'm glad I, I, I could... didn't like the fucking head automatica stuff. They got a little too poppy for me, man. That's a little. Like, I like I like fucking Palumbo, but the fucking the head automatica was too much. A little too hipstery for you. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like that was man. It got me. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. No um, ape dose mill. I'll tell you that. Right yeah. Now, so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as a whole. One thing I will say before we get into this movie is that I wish that there was some sort of wraparound segment uh, pretty much connecting all these. As you will see, there's really no way to do it. You know what I mean? Like they're not really connected in any sort of way. Um, They all kind of have their own vibe. Some of them look some of them are way older than others. You know what I mean? They weren't all shot. Yeah, they weren't all shot in 1996 or whatnot. Uh, but I feel like they all give this similar uh, aura, the similar vibe. They all have a similar dark 
almost dark humor to it, right? Like these all are, yeah, yeah. it's very strange. Uh, but once we get into it, I swear you'll, you'll probably <laughs> want to go track this down. Yeah. I mean, they really couldn't even give like a fucking, like you really basically gave a synopsis with like the telling of each of the names and stuff. Um, because yeah, like with, with like most anthologies we get, like what me and you love about them is that classic wraparound that, uh, the story that tells the stories within the movie and, you know, we don't we don't have that at all in this movie. Like you said, it just kind of jumps right in, and it just kind of has these like uh, that cutting sequence that you saw the title card there that we just played in our intro. Um, that's pretty much the only division in between each of these stories that you get is that like little like cutting sheet fucking yeah, <laughs> effects that they do. It's more just a transition. Uh, that's it. I found myself like not all of them. I mean, there's some pretty strong ones here. Um, that I actually really like. Um, but then like, there's other ones that are just head scratchers, dude. <laughs> like really left me I, like, I got you. What the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. So, well, maybe we'll be able and to unfortunately, figure We might be able to. Um, and unfortunately we couldn't really show, like, I couldn't show you guys like the ultimate best fucking parts of this movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, the things that I was really shocked by. But just knowing that when we're going to, you know, tell you guys happens, I think like Mike just said, you're going to want to track this down. This is, yeah, this is pretty wild shit for sure. And, um, you know, because we're doing this live on YouTube and everything, uh, youtube.com slash at video podcast every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. <laughs> Eastern standard time. Plug. Um, because we're doing this on YouTube, we do have to cut the scenes that have nudity. Um, we do kind of get around. Uh, we don't get copyright strikes or anything or any sort of shit for like the uh, explicit gore anymore. Uh, but they sure as fuck do not send this shit into the ether then. Um, yeah. So we do our best to kind of find, you know, the nice midpoint. And I feel like w with this one, you you pulled the, the good stuff. You're 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 pulling the the taste, the appetizer, so these <laughs> people the could go exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's some surprise dong in this movie, and then multiple yeah. shorts. So, I mean, really left yeah. field dong, man. Hanging dong. Really there surprised. we go. This is like yeah. the first one in a while. I feel like too, right? They really didn't give a we shit. Haven't on... seen horror dong in a long time, dude. <sighs> what a shame. Here we go. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna start that. Uh, we're gonna kick it off with possibly my favorite of all the shorts, gonna be. Yeah. and that's gonna be fucking crack dog. And yes, what a way to start this. it's exactly what you think it is. It's uh, this guy who has a dog. They're both addicted to crack. And they uh, <laughs> it basically shows them, I guess they're robbing these drug dealers, right? That's what they appear to be doing in this. Either robbing or just, I, I, I couldn't, like, there, like, there's not much of a story here. Uh, but for me, it felt like some kind of, like, vengeance thing happening where, like, this asshole drug dealer or this asshole gang member who's also a, has all these crackheads in his place yeah 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 yeah. i don't know man like it was like it, it, it like i said i wish there was more to like the story to it um but we definitely have a crackhead and his dog about to cause some fucking mayhem for this other group of crackheads yeah, yeah he somehow <laughs> turns into john connor as soon as he uh <laughs> not, no not john connor kyle reese actually when he steps into go. that room but this short has a very very good cameo in it um, did you notice who it was? Our street trash man. Our street trash man, Vic Noto. Um, he has come from the junkyard himself, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled himself out of fucking Brooklyn to come do this. I guess. Um, I, I, I like I, every time I see this guy on screen, I just can't believe he's a real human being. Uh, just, just exudes craziness. And I think he, I think he is. A, is he a little wacky? Right? He's a little. I, I mean, you got to be a little. Not so in a bad I'm way. Sure he, I, like he's like no, a character. He's like quirky. a character. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But his he like plays a very similar role in this movie. Well, at least like the temperament of the person, the way he acts, the way he's like screaming and everything. Um, I mean, it's pretty short lived too. Don't give me. It's not like oh, he plays this character throughout this movie. He plays this character for about two minutes in this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. This, this is only maybe what five, like a five minute short, something like that. This, Tops, dude. Tops yeah, for sure. This is extremely short. So these guys end up going to this uh, this crack house, this crack den, and they're let inside, and all hell breaks loose because the crack dog is 
pretty much <laughs> running amok, dude. Running amok. And uh, <laughs> we do have a clip here um, from Crack Dog. And you, you could see what the actual dog looks like if you go to our uh, Instagram. Uh, that picture at, you posted so yeah, funny. At, at that's that's so perfect. Video podcast. This thing is like a fucking puppet of some sort, but it's like really kind of well done, right? Yeah, and, and the crack pipe and everything, the bulb, it, it it really sets it off, man. They do a great job with this thing. Okay, pizza man. Here's your fucking I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, businessman smoking the whole time. Yeah. They kick the dog, then the dog just comes flying in and just starts biting his throat. Pulls <laughs> a shotgun out of the pizza box and blows the dude away. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a wild yeah the dog is going wild on this fucking dude his blood yeah, shooting everywhere <laughs> what a wild like like sequence of events it's it's extremely fun to me for some reason like the way it's kind of shown it's like like a roger and, uh, rabbit fucking thing like it's so, oh that's cool yeah yeah that's it, cool I like it's that. really it's really cool like I, I would watch a whole movie like this like a hundred percent. Isn't it like narrated from the dog's point of view too? No, it's the guy. Like, it's the guy narrating it. Oh, is it the guy? I thought yeah, it was like yeah. the dog at the end where he's like, crack was both of our masters. I, I thought it was like the dog talking about like him and his owner and shit. I think it was supposed to be like the owner used to be his master, but now it's crack. Right. Like he's I got stuck. you. I like that. Um, but it's like such a fucking like weird idea. Um, uh, it's kind of fucking funny in like such a dark way um yeah for sure the puppet that they use like for the dog is incredibly funny uh it doesn't look like it doesn't look 100 percent real but it doesn't look fake if that makes any sense no it's, it's not it's actually not bad like you guys are saying it doesn't look 100 real i mean no but like it's pretty passable like for it's, being like a fucked up skeevy little dog like it's yeah. pretty on par man i feel like the setting of like a fucked up like apartment in the city somewhere in new york city like it's all dark and dirty and like it's a really good set for something like this very similar to like you know slime city or uh you know any of those movies that took place in in the 80s in new york city and like the bowery or brooklyn or whatever it's pretty fucking awesome very fitting like yeah. the way the vibe of the movie is just yeah. that gritty you know urban fucking decay kind of thing happening and it's it's really funny how they kind of like bookend it with like something extremely dark, like this is almost like a joke, like a dog smoking crack, like going and killing yeah. drug dealers. You know what I mean? Like it's a funny thing. And like the it's ending fun. one, like the actual cutting moment short is like really, like pretty twisted. So uh, number two oh, on the li- number two on the I, list here. Oh what? Now this got? one, number two, dude. I fucking love this one. You love this. Okay. Yeah. This reminds me of like a Tales from the Dark Side, Tales from the Crypt, Twilight Zone type thing. Uh, Don't nag me. It's about he's supposed to be a veteran of, I'm guessing, World War II. And he kills his wife because I guess she was like an overbearing spouse or whatnot and he couldn't take it anymore. Is that what it was? No, dude. No, he killed his wife because he fucking won the lottery. Oh, yes. And wanted the money for himself. He didn't want to yes. fucking split it with the old yes. bag. So yes. he fucking officer, dude. I blew that one. And, and I love the way that this starts because we immediately see him in the electric chair. He's fucking strapped up, ready to fucking die. And he starts telling the story of like how it all went wrong. You know, this is how I ended up here. I guess you're wondering how we ended up here. <laughs> And, 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 and yeah, that's the point. <laughs> like the record scratch and shit. Yeah. Uh, but like, this would be like a, a cool scene here because this kind of starts us off with this story. There was just something about like the image of this fucking older gentleman dragging this obvious body into this cemetery where he's dug this grave for his wife. Dude, I just, it was so like, I just fell in love with this scene for some. It's not like a crazy scene or anything, but it just kind of like sets the mood for what the story is about. The lighting is really cool in this. It looks that great. Hard, that hard white light, like, and everything else is dark. You got the blue. Him, like, struggling, almost falling into this fucking hole right here. Yeah. Gets the, the body in. Yeah, the body. body falls. I love Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the. See, if this was <laughs> queued up. If this was Tales from the Crypt, he would have fell in there. 
he would have fell in the hole. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're on top, like yeah, oh, like, like paralyzed or something. Like, um, <laughs> but you see, like in the beginning, like he's pretty, like I guess you could say he's like spooked, right? Like he right doesn't jump, dude. Yeah, he he doesn't necessarily look like he's scared to die or whatnot. Like he looks almost like paranoid, right? Like he's he's he been like caught. Yeah. That's yeah. his main paranoia. It's not so much that, and it's cool how the story unfolds because it starts out with him having this paranoia of being caught by the police. And that all starts with this clip of like this newscast where like he's, he's like, you know, he's looked at his million dollar winning check. He tucks it under the chair. He's like, oh, you know, things are going <laughs> to finally fucking work out. She's gone. And then we get the fucking newscast and it sends him into like a fucking panic. A woman's body discovered in body discovered body discovered in Queen Anne Cemetery. Details at eleven. What like, fuck me running. <laughs> Look at this guy. How could they have found her so soon? It's only been a week. <laughs> a week. If they have found her, then it won't be long till they figure out who she is. And then they'll be coming here to get me. I just love I love this madness that this man goes through, dude. Well, it's it's just so genuine. Like it's a real panic. Well, this whole newscast leads to like a really interesting twist at the end of the whole, uh, at the end of like his sequence. And I really like that. They kind of like, it's very, they don't push it in any sort of way. You know what I mean? Like they just mention it once they found a body in the cemetery and he starts panicking and that's it. Right. And yeah. it's really like a great, I guess, just like a tease to the the end of everything that kind of what would you call that? Like the dark like twist like that would be the Tales from the Crypt twist. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The 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 final like gotcha fucking moment or whatever. But this does set off his madness. His madness now is like all time high. And he starts seeing visions of like his wife that he killed. And she's like tormenting him in all these different ways through like little things and stuff. And I just, I've always said it, man, a good descent into madness story. It cannot be underappreciated. It's just so much fun, especially when an actor is kind of like believable. And this dude does a pretty good job of being this like, you know, low budget short or whatever. He's very like convincing of like everything that he's going through throughout this. Well, it's very, it's like a combat shock type, like the sent into madness where like things start getting more and more ridiculous. And of course he has to go into the, like out into the world. Like he can't, the whole thing doesn't (laughs) just take place like in his fucking bedroom or whatnot. And, uh, it's really like awesome when you see other people like reacting Reacting. to, to what's going on with him, because all you're seeing at this point is his perspective of like the ghost wife coming back and one thing i do like about the ghost wife is that she's british she's like she's got the accent and everything like they apparently yeah yeah, they apparently met during world war ii or whatnot when he was over in england or whatever he was a pilot i guess and uh he's haunted by this ghost which is pretty cool because you know nobody else can see her or whatnot but she doesn't appear like ghastly or like a monster like she normally would yeah and uh you know, he does, he does try to shoot her the one time he, this which is, is so funny. <laughs> which is, uh, which is pretty funny because this is kind of like a trope she that you see. You fucking shoot him. Yeah. This is like a, this is like a trope that you see in all these fucking movies. Cause it's funny. Like if, if I was being haunted or attacked by some sort of monster, like I'm shooting your ass in the face. Like, I ain't giving you the body shot. Oh, yeah. Come the hell on. Yeah, he hits her with a body shot. What is that? That's a good point, dude. Like, no you one does that. You ungrateful son of a bitch. After all I've done for you. <laughs> Look at his helmet. He's got the army gun. helmet on. Don't you know you can't kind of kill a person that's already dead? <laughs> you don't even see, like, the bullet go. Like, anything. <laughs> <laughs> still, still works for see? me. See? This is great. I told you you couldn't kill someone twice. (laughs) Her face looks like a Jim Henson creation. It's like, it's so uh, like unique looking and like animated, right? It's almost puppet like in ways. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? 
Yes. Uh, it reminds me of like a character from like Pink Floyd's The Wall, just like yes, over exaggerated. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like yeah. a foam puppet of some sort. Like, yeah, dude. Um, Creepy. But I, I do like when he like can't ta- he can't take anymore or whatever. So he goes to the bar. And uh, of course, that's probably the worst place that you're going to want to have like a flashback in 19. I guess I don't when was uh, this? This looks like this was shot in the late 80s. This one, right? This definitely looks older. I don't even know what the time period is supposed to be, but it looks much older than like 96 for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, like this is like him, you know, he's at the bar. He's trying to like just be like, all right, I'm going to drink my problems away. I'm just losing it and shit. And everybody at the bar is like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And he starts hallucinating again. And he starts seeing this uh, this dead wife in the bar. But unfortunately for him, it's actually not his dead wife. Please leave me alone. I didn't mean to kill you. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, so he thinks he's speaking to his wife. And, uh... Actually, let me cop. He's actually speaking to a cop. Pretty up this right here. This transition. Fake lightning. Them <laughs> frying his yeah. ass in the fucking chair, dude. I just, I love that transition so much. So apparently, this was 1987. So that looks, I can believe that. It's yeah, crazy. Um, I really did like this one. This one felt probably like the most, um, like complete mainstream yeah. type thing right like this could have been a, a an hour and 20 minute movie released in 1987 and you would be like yeah okay you know like it's it, just something it, endearing about that character the main character and like his like he just does a very good job with it and i think that's kind of why I, I i fall towards like really liking that one is it's, it's like the most believable as like a legitimate story being told through and through yeah i guess i would say this is probably the best acted out of yeah. all of them. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. All right, so now we have story number three, Bowl of Oatmeal. Chris, you want to give a little cool. give a little rundown of this one? Because this is like a, a weird eraser head-ish type fucking short, and I mean really short, which basically we, we see a man, a gross man, who like lives in this like disgusting apartment who's basically crazy and talks to a bowl of oatmeal and the oatmeal is like kind of like taunting him in many ways and like dictating his life and all this shit. It's it's so weird. And we basically get to this scene where like this guy is just like playing with all this dead animal things and shit, like in his apartment. Right. Like, all right. I don't, What's the purpose of that? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. So I, uh, you didn't understand this one. I mean, this is what I got from it. Okay. So the whole thing is, is that this dude is trying to, what I got from it is that this dude is trying not to go kill somebody and eat them, that he's a cannibal and he's talking okay. to, and that's why the oatmeal is telling him like, why don't you go try like you got any other hobbies? Like we want, why don't you go try like fucking painting miniature figures or some shit? He's like, yeah, he's like, I don't like doing any of that shit and stuff. Yeah, like he's trying to talk him out of going into, you know, mm. going out okay. and getting somebody. Uh, but we do have a clip, of of course, because we can't. <laughs> we we have to at least give you a taste of this. Okay. <laughs> so you see this guy, he's uh, in like a you know disgusting undershirt he's doing something what's he doing it's like tearing apart like a fucking oh man he has this fish <laughs> the fish he's just like covered in blood and shit he's just like snapping animal limbs apart before this look at this guy it's is that or is he like, just I, or is he fucking the animals <laughs> That's even weirder, dude. I don't, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like. I I really do like your your theory on it. That like he's he is crazy, but he's also like a killer that's like trying to prevent himself uh, from going out and, and doing what he knows is wrong. And at the end, he smashes the bowl of oatmeal, kind of almost in a way of being like, "All right, I'm gonna go fucking kill somebody now." 
kind of the thing. That's a cool concept. I can get behind you. A lonely man on the brink of emotional desolation talks to his oatmeal. His need for friendship compels the man to to a bizarre act. Uh, this is a fucking, this is a weird one. Uh, it's extremely, um, extremely short. Like you said, um, I don't know, man, this is, this was probably my least enjoyed one out of all of them. Most confused one for sure. I was like, all right, the fuck is happening now with this movie? (laughs) It took a weird turn for me, but yeah, it's it, it gets back a little bit on track here with our next one. Uh, what, what do you think about this teen angst? fucking story that we got coming up here next principles of karma um i really thought this one was uh probably everything fits together on here in a way this is probably the one that was closest to not fitting um this is not this is not a horror film like this is not a horror thing at all right this is almost just like a like a weird skate punk type thing. Yeah, yeah. This kind of feels like it, it wanted to be like SLC punk, but like it wanted to be like a violent version of SLC punks. Like it wanted to like not just be about this group of friends. It wanted to be about like these fucking delinquent fucking kids who are like going to take the power back and shit like that. It, it's, it's interesting. And like the whole way it like sets up with these like two friends and like they're just like bitching about fucking life and like like all right this is relatable i grew up in a town that fucking sucked with like nothing to do uh and and, and like this kind of and then this scene gets weird because like the one kid is like i want to fuck and then he takes his pants off and like runs away his dog's hanging out (laughs) i was like wow this took a fucking awkward fucking turn here but like before the dong scene this is kind of what we get here this place is hell you know this guy's got like the purple Devil rock looking flock of seagulls right thing now, going on. We might as well just give up and slurp. I love these dead fucks. If we were dead, nothing would change at all. We might as well be dead already. We have to yeah, jump dude. at every opportunity and take every chance, no matter how extreme or dangerous it is. If we don't do something because we're scared, we'll end up old and feeble, wallowing in regret and despair. <laughs> and he's like, I want to fuck. He takes his pants off. Yeah. Well, he goes, Carpe diem, seize the day. And the guy's like, So what the fuck are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to fuck. And he takes his clothes off and runs away. But you see like a full frontal nude shot of this guy, like in broad daylight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dangerous. Damn. I'm, he, he would be on a list in 2024. <laughs> so, yeah, 100%. Uh, but this other dude who doesn't take his dick out, his friend there, um, you know, we kind of like he's like the main the main dude of this story. And we see him going home and like dealing with like these fucking parents that just want to watch the TV. They want nothing to do they with don't give them. a shit about him. Yeah. Spends his time in his room listening to music. Uh, but he comes home one day and the cable's out and there's a fucking cable guy there. And the cable guy is being nice to him. And he just like tells the cable guy, the, tape, uh, the cable guy to go fuck himself, which I thought was like <laughs> awesome. Cable's like, oh, he's like, I'll have it back on for you in a minute. And he's like fuck you dude and he goes back cool, in his room bro. <laughs> like that uh, but it turns out the cable guy a little fucking couple tricks up his sleeve himself man and this was a this was a weird turn i didn't see coming in this short yeah our main character goes to just walk into traffic to kill himself right like that's what he's doing here isn't he i'm pretty sure that was the plan and the cable guy just fucking yanks him out of the way uh he's cable like a guy. guardian angel public transit which means i get oh. to wait for the bus with Wait, that's sorry. the one. Yeah, that's... oh, that was the one. Public transit, yeah, yeah. which means I get to wait for the bus with dumb motherfuckers yeah, he's like waiting you. Waiting for the bus, and he's annoyed by this kid. She's get out. So this thing barely anchored into the ground. <laughs> he's just gonna step in front of a bus. And he gets cable guy to the yeah, He gets saved by the cable guy. You okay, kid? <laughs> Let's go be insane and awesome. Let's go be insane and awesome. Dude, who the fuck wrote that? Who wrote that line? Let's go be insane and awesome. Are you going to start using that? Are we going to start using that? That's my... Next time I pick up a chick, dude, I'm like, hey, baby. 
It's going to be insane and awesome. With a big old stogie <laughs> hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> You'd be like, damn, okay. <laughs> Look at this fucking guy. Uh, I didn't know you were cool like that. <laughs> yeah, so basically this guy goes with these people who kidnap other complacent teenagers. That's it. They do have yeah, they have a little a, gang. Yeah, and uh, we are taken on a uh, kidnapping raid where they go and grab some more complacent teenagers. And uh, it's really funny because you think something like nefarious is going to be going on, but it really like isn't right. Like no, it's, it's like kidnapping fucking kids out of their home. That's pretty much it. Even though they do shoot somebody, the gun goes off at one point. This is like he opens the door. They're like hot Kai and the kids. <laughs> That's his friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look at this guy. He has blue hair. He's laughing at. It's an interesting concept. Like you said, I don't think it really, you know, fits the. The, the vibe of the rest of the movie at all or whatever and you know like it, it just it's well, it's out of place a little bit i i think this this one work it works in the sequence because it's a bunch of short films it doesn't it's yeah. like at a place in the way that it's not dark in any way shape or form the guy does get shot eventually like the cable guy but he's like, go and like spread the word. Like, go yeah, make other people. You cool and awesome for us both now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not really like a downer thing. But um, I, f I feel like it's because of that. This doesn't feel exactly the same. Because it's yeah, not yeah. dark. Because it's not like horror at all. Um, it's just kind of like an alternative type punk thing. I didn't it's mind it. Yeah, I, I like this. Um, I feel like you can play this like in between like Venus Flytrap and... I don't know, like uh, Slime City or something, or Dead End Driving or it, some it, shit. It 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 has like, I feel like it has like the 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 base for a cool movie. There, there's a cool story to be told with that you know that premise or whatever. I just don't think it's fully fleshed out with this like short that we get. Yeah. Um, he comes home and the cables fixed that night, and we get like a fake out ending. You know, where uh, you will see that where he's like, oh, it's a fucking back happy to the ending, normal. Whatever. Yeah, back to normal. And then he goes, fuck that. He goes downstairs and he shoots <laughs> the TV. I was hoping he was going to shoot. I thought he was going to shoot the, the fucking people. That's what I there. thought, too. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he does the Elvis. Here. He does the Elvis yeah. and shoots the TV. Um, overall, I did kind of, I, I did like that one. It's fun. Feels like something you would have watched on like fucking Nickelodeon in the mid to early nineties, um, <laughs> like a snick thing of some sort, like a yeah, Pete, Pete sure. episode. Um, I, I really did like that one a lot more than the bowl of oatmeal, but this leads into probably the darkest of all of them. And that's Dude, cutting moments. This is not only like the darkest, like gore wise, but like, Really, the fucking story that's told is like depressing and fucking sad. <laughs> Just like the ending dude, is fucking dark. horrible. Like it's really it's bad. Dark. Um, this is a story of a suburban Ugh. family, and mom and dad are kind of on the rocks, and they got a young kid who, uh, I guess, kind of is uh, you know caught in the middle of everything. It doesn't seem like it's like an abusive house, but he's very the the husband is very cold. And the woman, uh, he's the wife, so disinterested, man. You yeah, know, and like distant. she's trying to like get him to pay attention to her. She's like, she comes out in like these cute outfits to try to like look nice for him, and he just doesn't give a fuck. Like, I mean, I'm talking zero. Oh, we we uh, fucking well, expression at all, dude. Like, it just like the story that's we, told about this like Grizz for a second, elected wife. Um, yeah, so he's he's showing like zero. Um, he's showing like, oh, I'm I'm trying to get Grizz back here. Um, he's showing. Oh, there he is. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, so he's not giving any sort of emotional feedback to any of this, and uh, you could see like it's really disturbing her, and it takes, I guess, the rest of this short down like a really dark path because she goes into the bathroom. And starts taking off like her makeup and stuff. And that's not all she ends up doing. She takes, uh, what do they call those fucking, uh, those fucking Brillo pads? 
something boy it's an sos pad man yeah but what are, what the fuck are those things called like a scott like a something boy uh oh, scotch bright nah, yeah something like that whatever you. they use it to smoke fucking crack and meth and shit oh, right like brillo fucking yeah, uh, yeah 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 but uh yeah. she takes charboy charboy that's that's a charboy charboy just say crack baby now i remember <laughs> there it is charboy um little there you go guys there's a there's a now, now you know. Yeah, Every yeah. time you see those yeah. in the store, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, um, fucking those little fake rose vials in a fucking package of charbon." Yeah, you know what's yeah. up? Yeah, that ain't a that ain't a souvenir. Um, <laughs> so she starts rubbing this fucking Brillo pad, this scouring pad, on her mouth, and it's just fucking making it red and raw and bloody. Ripping her shit up, dude. If that doesn't give you like goosebumps and make you fucking shiver. When she starts cutting her lips off with a pair of scissors, uh, that definitely will make you cringe. And this is like right after, like she just went out in this cute little red dress with her makeup done to like just try to spark something in this shitty relationship with her husband. And he just fucking watches baseball and like doesn't react. And this is like her, like she's just snapped. She goes in, Brillo pads the fucking face. And that's just like the start of like her just, I think, just being like, how about shocking? You know, if like sexy doesn't fucking do it, she like gave how about up. fucking shocking? Yeah. yeah. And when she comes out like that, he's all of a sudden interested. He like looks at her like, oh, like weird, dude. Fucked up. Um, why don't you take, why, why don't you take over here, Grizz? Why don't you give us the rest of this? <laughs> what proceeds is like one of the wildest fucking things that like we basically cut to like like them in the bedroom naked and you're thinking like oh what the you know like what's happening here and then we proceed to watch the husband cut off each one of her breasts with a of the pair of fucking like garden shears yeah like it's like fucking burning yeah, like, but it, I mean, full blown, like, here's the fucking boob meat chopped off fucking scene. Like, we couldn't fucking show it. There'd be no fucking Definitely way. Definitely not. Um, uh, but we could show, and it's a, it's this very tame compared to what happens before this scene, uh, is the, the husband doing a little fucking uh, harikari on himself with the fucking garden shears. Peepee harikiri. That's what we're going to call yeah. this. <laughs> So he's crying, because uh, I'm, because I'm guessing she's dead at this point. Um, but he looks down and puts the shears like you know in front of him, facing down. And oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> Chris, your face! <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, and then you proceed to see. A bunch of family pictures of everybody happy being uh, shown in like a uh, like a slideshow, cutting to a little boy sitting outside their son, like just, you know, with the cops coming up to him and stuff. Holy shit, man. This is probably one of the most. Yeah. Viano films. This short makes me cringe every time. I 100 percent agree. There's something about this that it's just so fucking strange, so twisted. It's so um, dark, dude. It's done in a great way, though. Like, it's like, really? Like, you have to see it. It's like a train wreck. You have to watch it. It builds know? and it builds and it doesn't let down until the very end, man. It, it really is something to fucking behold. I couldn't... I was kind of like 50-50 on this, uh, this whole thing until cutting moments fully, you know, happened. And then I was like man i i can't deny that that was it, something it was quite possibly one of the more uncomfortable things i've seen in my life sure. when it comes to like watching these types of movies obviously there's like you know the um, the american guinea pig shit and all that stuff or like yeah, yeah. august underground all that, that like i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like regular movies that you were gonna buy from EI, you know, entertainment or Tempe video or film threat or whoever, like this is probably one of the most just Binge, man, like, Oh, moments I have ever seen uh, uh, in a low budget 
you know, this is this video, this is shot on video, this segment, right? Yeah. And like Alan Canization, I agree. I couldn't figure out I don't I don't know the reason why what happens happens in that. It just happens. And the fact that it does is just horrific, dude. Like from the moment she cuts her lips off, you're thinking, Oh, this is the big this is the fucking big payoff of this fucking the cutting moment. She's cutting her lips off and this is it, right? And it's it's not, man. It just takes you for this wild dick chopping fucking ride. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, dude. We're dropping this dog in this me. one. We're dropping dog yeah. in this one. Um Ooh. Yeah. Uh Chris, what do you think, <laughs> man? Overall, uh I I think this shit is fucking awesome. I think this is a great anthology. I'm using anthology loosely. Because they're not connected in any sort of way. It's just a collection of short films that they put together for a VHS release, basically. Um, But Grizz, what do you you think, man? It is amazing. I I mean, for for the big payoff at the end, um, some of the weirdness with the the, the middle stories that I didn't really care for as far as the bowl of oatmeal. Although I like the bowl of oatmeal now that you put that spin on it. So that's interesting. Um, But the, the, the kid one I was probably not overly, like, interested in. But the rest of them are solid. You know, they got good, good, good stories that I feel like could be expanded into longer movies in some of them. Um, but man, cutting moments that particular short makes this worth the watch for sure. A hundred percent. I don't know what the tape goes for now. Um, any clue? You got a, any idea? Fifty I mean, plus dollars. I would say tape? probably 50, 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, somewhere in that area. I have no clue. Um, so if it's more than that. It's our harder to find, though. That's the thing, too. It's like with how, yeah, you know, it wasn't uh, the most desired EI independent. Only a, a few of us idiots fucking collected them. So it's like, <laughs> good luck. Um, yeah, it, it is available online, though. You can find it anywhere, yeah. pretty much. Um, every one of these shorts is available individually, and you could find the whole thing together, too. Um, the most. Uh, entertaining thing about the VHS though, is that like you get the whole like trailer shit at the end and all of that, oh, yeah. you know, so yeah. you do get to see that, but, uh, Grizz, that's generation. Gen- think, dude, did you watch that at the end of the fucking, yeah, I think I kind of want to watch that. I want to see that. It looks interesting. Even for an action movie, dude, I was like, this looks fucking pretty good. I just try to find that one. Brendan Timmons. I just turned 28. I'm going to go home and watch this shit tonight. Happy birthday, yeah, happy man. Birthday, this oh, is yeah, exactly. This is exactly how you want to start your 28th year on this world is uh, watch probably one of the most dis- depressing 13 minutes of your life. It's uh, safer than what I was doing. When I was actually, 28. Hey, man. Much. <laughs> you know what? It just makes you feel better about everything else after watching that. But uh, Grizz, uh, we're done with January. We're going to Japanese February gore month. Finally. Absolutely. I've been waiting Both. for this, man. And uh, yeah. we're going to kick this off with uh, another... Uh, entrant in the guinea pig franchise and that's going to be part four devil woman doctor i have the vhs here which is a very uh beautiful thing this is a fucking piece of art completely this is a four-sided flat uh as you can see from the back if you're watching the video this one is going to be a lot of fun to talk about also sort of an anthology only way to start Japanese month is with a, a, a guinea pig movie, you know, yeah. like it's the most notorious gore film series out of Japan. And I think we were picking the most appropriate one to, to actually tell a little bit of a story and not just, you know, give us some, uh, some, some gore porn here. Yeah. This one is, um, it's, it's not just people getting tortured. They're like, is a loose, uh, wrap around to the anthology, yeah. um, idea of this. And it's awesome. I love this one. Uh, it was either between this and Guinea Pig 3, but I don't own Guinea Pig 3, so we figured we'd just do That's Guinea Pig 4, uh, Devil Woman Doctor, and that'll be next Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast. and we have quite the lineup for February. Uh, I got a bunch of fucking awesome Japanese gore tapes for us to to cover, so uh, I don't know, man. I'm pumped. We're gonna, I'm going to show you some shit, and I... Uh, I don't know if any of our movies are going to cross the one hour mark this month. I think everything might be under. <laughs> yeah. I know some of them, might be be, some of them are going to be pretty short. It's going to be fun, uh, but there's going to be a whole lot oh to talk God. about. Hell yeah, man. Uh, but Grizz, 
I think it's time we head over to the wide world of metal. And what do we yeah, have dude. this week? I, I I reached across the pond and I dug into the uh, the banks of the French uh, beaches like the uh, Battle of Normandy happened one day and I found myself a... Uh, Damn. Is that France? Normandy, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah you're good. Yeah, I'm not sure. Thanks, you're good um but i found a fucking band that uh kind of blew my mind dude i was searching all morning for something cool uh and then i came across this this release is uh, uh this band for one is called crevore which is french for son of a bitch which i think is a fucking <laughs> awesome fucking name for a band dude <laughs> i, fucking, I awesome. fucking love that um this this uh i guess it's an album or an ep um it's called brainwash it's dedicated to david koresh um it's three songs that are played back to back, you know, in like in like one continuous track with a little bit of like audio breaks in between them and stuff. But, um, you know, I'm just cruising through stuff. The moment I heard what this band sounded like, I was like, "Holy fuck, dude! This is just an attack!" Like from 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 the moment one, uh, the vocals are just fucking intense. The music is interesting because like the riff, it, it's black and grindcore. So there's these interesting like mix like, between these like thrash metal solos riffs. Yeah, there's, <laughs> oh, there's just thrash solos. There's like these black metal riffs that then like can join with like what would be traditionally like a grindcore riff, but that's happening in like very quick successions. So it 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 really just piqued my interest because I love both of these things. Um, and dude, I told you like this is on a fucking this is like a musical assault. I think it was like the first I thing this. I told you about. This was awesome. Yeah, this was awesome. So yeah. the first clip that we have is uh, the song "Thy Will Be Done." Right, that's the first track. So number one. Yeah, it's this the, the first track on the EP. Just, this, you people are gonna be fucking blown away by this. I'm just, you know, just throwing that out there right now. I the love two the little, vocal style attacks that he does on it are like, fucking cool as hell, man. I love like the little fills that they put in. It's like very Slayer esque. Interesting. Yeah, this shit is awesome. The whole thing is like this, too. Yeah. It's great. Super aggressive, high energy, the whole thing. I love it. You know, I one really, man band again. Really? So, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Rushing. Like, it's honestly, I feel like a, a big push of the future of like just interesting fucking music is, is going to be this one man band thing because. You know, I think anyone who's been in, in a group band, there's always a, a dynamic struggle of like, are you going to be able to get your create, you know, your creative ideas, your thoughts, your vision of what the music should be across working with all these other people? Um, some people are cool, just kind of like going with the flow of things. Some people are yeah. very artistically driven to like have an idea they want to see through. So to have those people have the ability to to, to get into their own studios and just fully create without the limitations of other people I think is an excellent thing, man. I mean, to, to see, you know, like look what Acid Mass did and stuff like that. Pharmacists out of fucking Japan. Um, you know, we have bands on and, and all over the all the world fucking just crushing this fucking one man band concept, dude. And this yeah, is another one of those examples. Yeah, it's not like how it used to be, where if you couldn't find a drummer, you're fucked. If you could, you know, yeah. you might, or you're stuck with like a shitty fucking, you know guitar player bass player name the instrument or whatever that you could personally do better but obviously you can't do two at once um yeah now with the uh i guess the availability of home recording studios and how you could actually um figure out how to make really good recordings for cheap by using the internet and figuring out what gear is yeah, worth dude. it and all that oh, stuff uh you have all these people that are now like completely like unshackled by the social norms of being in a band where it's like Dude, I got a really good song in my brain, but nobody wants to play it exactly how I yeah. want to play it. Or you have to exactly. dumb something exactly. down or you have to slow something down. You know what I mean? Like that is always a thing when you it's just it's a democracy. 99% of the time it's a democracy in a band. Nobody wants to be in a band where you have no say. I understand that. That's fucking yeah, it's that's not fun. You know? But but I will say this for the big butt for all those guys that need to get their writing credit in or whatever. Know your fucking role most of the time. 
You know what I mean? If there's a dude that's writing most of the shit, maybe you should listen to him because he's been and it rips. Yeah, and it yeah. fucking rips. Let the motherfucker yeah. write. Dude. Yeah, maybe you know? maybe your fucking idea isn't worth pushing uh, so hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the uh, second song that we have, Grizz, we have we... Dead Inside. This was probably my favorite. I was gonna song, say, this dude. was my favorite. Also, I like this. It's one. just. This this is the one that has this really interesting black metal riff, grindcore riff like combination. So if you listen carefully to it, you'll hear what I'm talking about. It's such an interesting writing concept, man. This is what I call it. Oh, this here, like where it starts. Such a good black metal riff. Yeah, I'm in the fucking thrash solo. Comes I in. love that. <laughs> That's so fucking. Well, they use the he uses like the minor chord, like where it gives it that like full mayhem, Winch. you know, that mayhem type sound, like just oh, yeah. kind of thrown in as a flavor. It's fucking awesome. This shit rips, man. This it's, stuff it's, makes me want to. It sounds perfect. It's. It's funny because I ca I caveated it to you and I was like, dude, this is like a blackened band, which I feel like that in itself sometimes just kind of like conjures up this corniness in yeah. my head where it's like, oh, you're blackened death metal. You're a blackened doom band. Like, just be a fucking black metal band or some shit. Like, don't like yeah. I, don't, I don't I always thought it was kind of stupid. Right. But like to me, like this is true blackened fucking grindcore. Like this is done. In a, in a way that it makes sense where it's not, I feel like a lot of those bands rely too heavy on the blackened aspect of it to try to be spooky and shit. Yeah. Um, and, they, and they don't really dial in the other aspect where this is fucking awesome. Grind. This is a great mix. With just, with just a, just a taste of fucking like some <laughs> black metal offerings. Like you just said with some minor chord accents and stuff like that, the, the vocal delivery, it's a perfect marriage of like the two styles, but it's still fucking grindcore. You know, and it's then, not a bastard child of the two. And then we have sectarian violence as our third track here. I also like this, this a little one a lot. Shorter. This is fun though. The solo. Is good. This is sick. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. That like it's like '80s thrash, fucking little fills and stuff. It's, it's little. It doesn't have to be this huge fucking solo. You know the fucker can shred by hearing what he just fucking played. Yeah. He got the point across, dude. Like it's, it's all accent. he needed. It's like an accent. Yeah. Like it's it's like a flare. It's so it's fucking good. I love this, man. I'm so glad that you yeah. sent me this. I'm so glad that you yeah. found it. Every time I see David Koresh also, it makes me laugh for whatever reason. Yeah, like guy's a huge piece of shit. Like I'm glad he's fucking oh, you yeah, know, sucking sure, dude, like, dick it, right now. But like <sighs> I think it's because it's our childhood. Like I remember watching it on the news when I was a kid, like, you know, firsthand, like when it all was happening for those amount of days, like it's just such a relevant thing from my lifetime that there's just a connection that I have to like the Davidian ranch for some fucking reason. Dude, we were going to, when me and Anthony went to WrestleMania down there with mainstream Mike, we were going to check it out. We were going to check out Waco. And we were told by people that we knew that like lived in Texas. They're like, yeah, it's probably not really a good idea. Like there's still branch Davidians there. Like it's not, oh, sure. it's not gone. Like they may not necessarily fucking like do anything to you or whatever, but they may ask you like, Oh, why are you here? You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like it's so, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. They basically said like, don't, it, it's more trouble than it's worth. Like don't bother. So instead we drove four hours to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house to eat ribs. Better choice. Yeah. They Better choice. <laughs> but Chris, uh, what's the name of this band? Uh, Crivore, which is, uh, uh, son of a bitch in French, nice. and uh, this is the uh, this particular EP is the brainwash EP has a ton of other stuff on his Bandcamp. Um, I highly recommend uh, searching this dude out on YouTube, Bandcamp, Spotify. It's everywhere. But go to his Bandcamp in particular. Give him a follow. Um, support the fuck out of this dude because I want more. I want more music like this. I yeah, need more fuck yeah, fuck yeah. So Grizz, I think that just about wraps it up for this week. Um, yes, it was, it, it was a, a great time as per usual. Um, where can oh, they yeah. find you on the internet? 
You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video. And you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. When you go there, you can also go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash podcast, where we stream live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a Patreon there if you want to kind of give us a little bit of a a donation to help pay the bills. Uh, we do have some stuff up there that probably would get us in some sort of trouble. Um, what else, man? I think that's just about it. If you want to come back next Tuesday night where we will be covering. Yeah, here we go. I can't wait. I'm excited for this. We're going to be covering Guinea pig part four devil woman, doctor, um, another anthology. We just can't get over that shit at this point. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for coming and watching this live on YouTube. Thank you to the chat. I want to thank you all the people that are listening at home. We love that you actually do that. Um, we, uh, we are excited for this month. I really do have like a crazy, crazy lineup of shit for you. And I'm hoping that you've never seen this stuff before. Yeah. I'm hoping these people have never seen this shit before because there's going to be some wild things that we're going to see happen. Lots of goo, lots of goo this month. Very jet. Japanese are gooey. You're right, bro. Yeah. There it is. Anything else? You got anything? Let's fucking rock and roll, dude. I'm going to go to fucking bed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's, let's go pull the fucking spaceship around, man. We're out of here. All right. See you next week at nine. Thank you for coming and good night.